time for the latest in sports debate. The hottest topics, the biggest question marks, answered right now. This is The Critical Eye with Erie Sports Now's Isaac Petcash. All right, it is here. It is here, finally, finally, after 18 long weeks and what has seemed like an eternity, it's playoff wild card weekend. On a Friday, welcome into the Critical Eye podcast. Isaac Petcash, Joe Lidneski, Jovan Johnson, our NFL insider. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And for the first time, we're happy to be on Happy 92.7. Glad you're with us if you're watching, listening, however you might be part of this podcast world. Guys, let's start with this. We're going to begin with what I think is a really a comedy show uh, that's been happening all week. You know, you know, a lot of the media has been talking about how uh, this this should be. <laughs> there was a media member who was talking about that. Oh, well, for Kansas City, this is better than a buy with the Steelers Are we not allowed Chiefs. to call him by name? What do you mean? We can't say it. Nick Wright said that. Yes. All right. We'll say <laughs> we're, we're, Nick Wright. We're he's gotta, if he said it, he's got to own it. So so Nick Wright on uh, on a sports station talking about how the Steelers have no chance. This is better than a buy for the Kansas City Chiefs. So as we go into this game, guys, on Sunday for Pittsburgh, and I know we talked a lot about this throughout the week. Is there any chance the Steelers can win this game? I, I mean, are we? Are we looking at a fake narrative here if we say that there's a way Pittsburgh can win? Oh, absolutely there's a way. I mean, you know. But is it realistic? I mean, I guess it depends on what you're – I mean, if they show up, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if they're there for kickoff, it's realistic, right? Now, is it likely? No. I mean, Vegas – I mean, I don't know what the latest number is, but it's something – it's double digits, which is a big number, Joe Juan. But, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, is it realistic? And I think it's becoming more and more realistic, and I I hope we have some time to get to this, but I almost felt like we had a Tiger Woods moment with Ben yesterday where he got to be almost like a normal person that was having a little bit of fun and, you know, being a normal dude. But I do, I mean, we are looking at a team that in many respects is probably just happy to be there. They've exceeded expectations to be there. They beat Vegas to be there, let's be honest. So, yeah, there's a chance they can win. And I, do I want them to win? Absolutely I want them to win. It's good for business. I'm not going to throw any shekels behind them. Maybe unless I get the 13 and a half points, I might. But, no, I don't. I mean, why not? Win? I think there's a, a, a great opportunity for them to play well. They can win. I mean, these guys are NFL players. You know, the margin of, of error in the NFL is really slim. Um, you know, so they could, they stack up really well. I mean, they have the guys that can go out there and get it done. You know, is it realistic? It's going to come down to quarterback play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Ben Roethlisberger. Who's going to make the best, uh, the most of their opportunity? Who's going to make the most throws? Who's going to uh, put their players in position to be successful? And, you know, as history repeats itself in the last five weeks, the Steelers have been really been offensively efficient. So, you know, as stats say, the Steelers probably don't have a chance to win, but, you know, there's always that slim possibility. So I want to throw this out there for any Steeler fans that are listening. I'm sure that you've been, you know, hearing some of the press conference quotes throughout the week and taking that into consideration. 
There has been a lot of pro Kansas City this week, and Joe Vaughn is an NFL player. I know that you know athletes say they don't pay attention to what's in the paper or the media, but but there's got to be some semblance of. You know, you hear some of the outside sources and in the Pittsburgh locker room, everyone. We heard Ben Roethlisberger, as Joe said earlier in the week, you know, well, we're going to get crushed anyway. So, you know, why why are we even worried about this game? Andy Reid made an interesting comment earlier this week, and I think it was an outrageous comment. I think anyone who, who listened to it knows it was an outrageous comment. He said Pittsburgh is playing like a number one seed right now, which evidently is not the case. I think we all from a naked eye can see that that's not true. But do you think he said that Jovan knowing that maybe his team in the back of their minds does have that cockiness? Maybe they do overthink Pittsburgh this week and maybe he's trying to delay or subvert that in a sense because I don't necessarily know a coach with the smarts of Andy Reid would make a comment that egregious knowing the matchup in this game. Well, he's trying to bring his team down off of a high horse. He knows that they understand they played each other a few weeks back and they dominated the game. So expectation for them is that they're going to just go out and, you know, do the same things that they did before. But he wants those guys to, to earn it, to work for it, to put the work in. Although they might have a better roster of skilled players that can go out there and get it done, you still have to show up and play the game. In the NFL, you know, games are won and lost by showing up and playing for 60 minutes, not just because you are the mighty uh, who you think you are, because you still have to go out there and lace them up, put the pads on, and let the pads do the talking, because the Steelers are going to come to play. They're not, they're not a spring chicken that's never, you know, been in a situation where, you know, they had to win a game or go home. I mean, they, they are one of the most – story franchises in football with yeah. when it comes to the number of Super Bowls that they've won. So, I mean, I'm expecting a tough matchup. It's not just going to be a, a just a pushover unless it gets ugly early. Well, I just find it interesting because, you know, Andy Reid doesn't make those kind of comments. You, you know, no coach makes that kind. I mean, they Kansas City has to know that they are clearly the favorites. So, I mean, is is there a concern in the Chiefs' locker room? I mean, is there any worry at all that maybe they are overthinking this? Because I, to me, that's the only way Pittsburgh can win, right? If his Kansas City goes in there, they're over cocky, they try to be too complex, or they try to be too simple, and Pittsburgh somehow makes plays. I mean, is, is that even on the table right now? There's only one of two things. Either Andy Reid has not watched the game film, or Andy Reid ab- accidentally slid in the 2017 <laughs> we game know that We know the first isn't true. <laughs> because they're not a number one seed. But I have a hard time believing... We're not talking about Ohio State and a nooner with Ball State coming into the horseshoe where maybe the boys went out boozing the night before. This is the NFL. Like, I mean, is there really – it's the playoffs. Like, I mean, I almost had the Mora voice there, didn't I? But, I mean, is it is it realistic to think that anybody in that locker room – no, but what what happened last year? Did, did, did they win the Super – no. Who, who won the Super – they lost the Super Bowl, right? So, like, I, I just can't, I can't get behind the notion that Andy, Andy Reid of all people, needs to be like, all right, guys, come on, it's it's game time. Let's like, they they had what, they had three quarters of the apple eaten before they choked on it last year, right? So, again, I can't, I can't envision a scenario where the, the Kansas City Chiefs need a pep talk. Give me a break. 
you never know. I mean, this is the NFL. You got some guys who, you know, kind of get beside themselves sometimes and, you know, start thinking that they're bigger than life and, you know, start going out there with the mantra that they're just going to go out and win football games. But, you know, the reality is there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, the Steelers are, are, you know, they have nothing to lose. I mean, they got everything to gain, nothing to lose. So they're going to go out and they're just going to play football and see where the chips might fall. Speaking of that, everything to gain, nothing to lose. Let me throw a conspiracy theory out there that that maybe that, that maybe maybe might be true. In the NHL last year, for for those of you who don't watch hockey, the NHL hockey has a salary cap, and as a team, you're not permitted to be over the salary cap. Right, you have to be within a certain margin, just like the NFL. You have to be within a certain margin. However, there's a such thing as salary relief. If you place a player on injured reserve who's out for a long period of time, his salary will not count for you for the rest of the season. Last year, Stanley Cup champion the Tampa Bay Lightning had four players on the long-term injured reserve list. One of them was arguably the team's MVP, Nikita Kucherov. Here's what I'm getting at. What if... I love where you're going. What, what if... I love this. What if Juju Smith-Schuster's I- injury... <laughs> Wasn't actually as bad as, that as, as, as we thought. I'm, I'm as imagine we thought. sitting here and saying, now, remember we talked about now, this, Juju's why they win. Right. Now, now, hold, now, hold on. I'm not saying if Juju somehow comes to Arrowhead and plays on Sunday, the Steelers are going to win. But what a story that would be. I mean, does, does he, first of all, does he play? I don't know. But. I mean, they've got to. Tra- when, when would they travel? Would they travel tomorrow or would they travel Saturday? They'll they travel Saturday. Saturday. So I know he was supposed to practice on Thursday. What? I mean, boy. I mean, again, we're not we're not talking about Ohio State and Ohio here. We're talking about the playoffs. What shape could he be in? Good enough to go? Well, my my curiosity is this: even if he's fifty percent. Do you throw him out there as a decoy? Oh, I mean, Be- yeah, because Kansas, they, they Kansas City will have if, to if prep he's for questionable, him. they got to prep Right. Him. I mean, yes. it, it, would you, Jovan? If, if you, you, you're you a defensive stud yourself, if you're an opposing defense and you see Juju Smith-Schuster start to practice during the week, does does that concern you? Does that change your game plan? It, it doesn't concern. He's not He's not the, the millennial type of player that's going to make you have to change your game plan. I mean, if, it, if we were talking about – Randy Moss or or somebody that can stretch the field and do things out of the ordinary, then yeah, I mean that maybe that might concern you a little bit because you haven't seen him in so long, so you don't really know what to expect out of the guy. But Juju Smith Schuster, I don't I don't think he makes the room better in Pittsburgh. He doesn't make the receiver room that much better for you to have cause for concern. You know, and the other scary thing too is is that Najee Harris did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. He's getting ready for 45 carries. Well, <laughs> that, that's that's the hope. I mean, we I think we, yeah, I think we all know I think we all elbow. I think we all know <laughs> Pittsburgh needs to him to run the ball about 40 45 times, but for Juju himself, too, and I think Juju epitomizes Pittsburgh, right? Everybody knows with Ben Roethlisberger, this is probably his last hurrah with the Steelers. He's not going to play another year. You saw the emotions at Heinz Field three weeks ago when Pittsburgh beat Cleveland. Two weeks ago, I should say, in terms of game time. This might be Juju's last hurrah with Pittsburgh. Now, could he get a year with another team? Of course. He, he could get a contract, but is he a number one wide receiver? I don't think so. I almost wonder if for Juju... He realizes that 
even if at 50%, this is it. And and I think it might behoove him to give it a go. Listen, why not? I mean, you heard the comments from Roethlisberger early in the week. There's no team giving this – there's no person giving this team a prayer. And so if you're Smith-Schuster, why not? I mean, what do you have to lose? Get a I big mean, touchdown catch, maybe maybe it helps your stock. I don't, I don't think it's going to help him. I, I mean, honestly – you know, this year has been abysmal for Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I think he should have taken the opportunity to go and get his contract last year before he signed that yeah. one-year deal back in Pittsburgh just to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization and be around and make TikTok videos. But I, I honestly think he should have chased after a new contract last year uh, when he was coming off of some type of making plays. Uh, right now... You know, teams are going to look. If he goes out there and he and he's nothing like he, what he was in the past, I mean, that's going to hurt him even more. I mean, he, he gave up a lot of money to stay in Pittsburgh. So now, I mean, he's going to have to make a ton of plays for him to, to receive a contract from somebody that that thinks he's worth it. And I, I just don't think it's smart. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't think there's a, a feel-good, like, oh, look at this guy. He tried really hard. Like, I don't yeah. know. And the other thing, to the point about, like, who is Juju, right? Like, I mean – Best case scenario, he's a two and a half, right? I mean, I, is he better than a? I mean, he's not a one, right? So yeah. again, yeah. he's not Randy Moss. What? What is he now? Again, going into free agency, the market is what the market will bear. Um, I think that you know, what's he? What's he worth? I I take him on my team as a three, but I don't. I can't imagine he's going to be like, hey, give me three money. No, he's going to. He thinks he's a. He's an alpha. I but, but again, I don't. But, I, I don't. But. Well, and here's but here's where I'm coming from. For next year is whatever, but for this game specifically, I don't think it matters whether he's a one, a two, or a three. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to make a number two better. He's not going to make a number three into a number one, and a number one doesn't necessarily look like a number one with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if he gives Pittsburgh a better chance to win. All I'm saying is that conspiracy theory is on the table, and if he does play on Sunday, more power to him, and what a story it would well, be. Well, I think, I think you're right in the... In the fishing expedition, I think I think there's no doubt that th- that was a calculated move. Whether he plays right. or not, it's irrelevant. I think right. I think you're a hundred percent right that the, the Steelers floated that out there to give the Chiefs something else to prepare for. But my point being is, and agreeing with Jovan, he's not Randy Moss. I'm just waiting for the news <laughs> on Saturday to break that Stephon Tuitt made the flight to Kansas City. Now that would be different. Now, yeah, that now, would, now, have now, a different yeah, then we have a different conversation. Then we have a different conversation. Sure. I, I, you in know terms what? of impact, Juju ain't, ain't Stephon. Listen, Tua. this has been the wildest season in the NFL and maybe the history of the league. I am not putting anything past for Sunday. We'll see. We're going to make our picks in a little bit for Steelers in Kansas sign City. Maybe they'll Paul Amalu. will just. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. I tell you what. Listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? It's better than probably what they have on the back end right now, save for Minka Fitzpatrick. Anyway, we're going to get to Pittsburgh picks in a second here on the Critical Eye podcast, streaming on Happy 927, as well as Amazon and Spotify and Apple podcast. All right, let's shift to this. Uh, a team that doesn't really need anybody to come off the injury list is the Buffalo Bills. They get New England on Saturday, an 8-15 game. You know, earlier in the week... If I, I I told people, guys, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say Buffalo by 10. And then we did a couple NFL preview shows earlier in the week, and I said, eh, probably Buffalo by 7. Then yesterday, we were doing 
another show where we did a couple of little videos for our, our Erie News Now NFL End Zone show on Sunday. And I said, okay, Buffalo by three. As the week has progressed, I get more and more concerned with the Buffalo Bills, and here's why. I was at Highmark Stadium last Sunday when they played the Jets, and I watched a team that I thought was supposed to be offensively gifted, dynamic, really unstoppable, play a four-win team, and be up by three going into the fourth quarter. I watched Josh Allen, who's supposed to be this impeccable arm talent who makes very few mistakes, albeit in cold weather. I watched him miss seven straight at one point and nine of 11. I watched Devin Singletary, who had been resurgent in the last two weeks, two touchdowns and 100 yards uh, in a win against Atlanta, and then a nice game after that as well. And, and he was struggling. And I look at how this Buffalo team has functioned all season. The defense is ranked number one in the NFL. But this team doesn't win football games on defense. Guys, is there any concern coming into this game that Buffalo's offense isn't right? Because watching Josh Allen in the month of December, I'm concerned. And if there's one thing we all know, it's that Bill Belichick... He's pretty darn good against the AFC East and specifically quarterbacks of the AFC East. Reason for concern? Well, yeah, because they're the they're the team that we always say what if, right? I mean, there's there's so many moving parts to that. Like I'm really concerned where Dawson Knox is getting his medical advice uh, or his warm weather attire, or I I don't even know. I would love to go down <laughs> yeah. that rabbit hole, but we don't have enough time to go down that. I mean, yeah, I mean, why, again, like, the, the Chiefs are, are are trending in the right direction. They are, they're peaking at the right time. Um, we, spent, we, we spend more time wondering what's wrong with the Bills than what's right with the Bills, right? So I don't, and again, I think it all, ha, it all sort of stems back to what the original expectation was. Um, you know, the Bills are... We're legit Super Bowl team, right? I mean, so you look at them in a different lens. We talk about the the Steelers and, you know, are they happy to be here? I don't know. But we didn't, at least I didn't, view the Steelers as a legitimate Super Bowl team. I mean, I, I want a case of beer off a guy because I bet them they have a winning record. So, like, people didn't even think they'd have a winning record. So, being in the playoffs is, is all fine and, and dandy. Um, but the Bills have expectation. With expectation comes different forms of evaluation. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. The Bills have not lived up to that expectation that, you know, they would be a Super Bowl contender. Not this year. Last year, they were really good. This year, they can't win the close games. You know, and Josh Allen has been struggling in cold weather. That's been evident. So now going into the playoff game, you know, and, and when you play against a team like the Jets, you never know what to expect. You know, they're a team that's that's down on their, on their last leg. You know, fighting to just try to get out of the dumps. You know, when you're when you're at the bottom of the trash can, you you got nowhere else to go but up. So you know they're they're fighting for their lives and fighting for contracts and fighting for who's going to be around. So that's always a tough game, especially to draw them at the end of the season. That's always a tough situation to be in. But you know, for Buffalo, they need to find out who they are and start building an identity so that they can try to get hot at the right time. And what better game than to play against the the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and their defense and, you know, 
one of the best defenses in football who's going to try to come out and stop your quarterback from doing what he does best. If you can go out and be successful and, and resurge the offense that you are really good at, it's a time for you right now to, to make a point in case that you're going to make a run. You know, it's interesting. I had someone ask me earlier in the week, you know, which game is this more important for? Which team uh, is, is this game of most importance to? And, and there was someone who made an argument to me that said, well, it's New England, right? They've got a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick still hasn't proven he can win without Tom Brady in the postseason. But, but I, I don't think so. You look at this Buffalo team, and, and Jovan, you mentioned it, they need to find an identity. They, they need to find a championship. Last year, you look at all the talent that this team had. Josh Allen in his prime, an MVP candidate, Josh Allen. At that point, Devin Singletary was actually running the ball very well. All of the weapons that they had, you bring all of them back this year. We all know Bill Belichick doesn't screw up for very long. It's not going to take him more than another year to finally get things going with Mac Jones. And remember, Mac is a rookie. Tom Brady was his worst as a rookie. Anybody normally, unless you're a Micah Parsons this year, struggles as a rookie. You're at home. You've got the elements behind you. And oh, by the way, you're playing in a division that now has lost Brian Flores has a Jets team that's incompetent, and a New England squad that barely sneaked in despite being the number one seed in the AFC three weeks ago. So if I'm Buffalo, if you can't win here, where do you go? We've talked about in the last podcast, guys. Remember, Joe, you and I, what's next? And for Buffalo, what is next if you can't win this Saturday? Because this is your nemesis. This is the team that is going to stop you from winning titles year in and year out. So, to me, the onus is on Buffalo. You have to win on Saturday. There is no question in my mind. I agree, and I, this is going to sound strange, but I think it's true. The, the team with the most to gain in that game is the Miami Dolphins because we thought, <laughs> we thought that the baton was being passed, right? Well, I mean, let's be honest. The, the line of delineation between Mac Jones and Tua Tonga-Vailoa is not that big of a deal. And then, to your point, Isaac, if they do lose, then what? I mean, then what happens? So... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I'm. I'm smelling what you're. Uh, what you're putting down because if they lose, you got to think New England's got life. The Dolphins have. I mean, everybody else in that division, except for the Jets, because well, they're the Jets have life, <laughs> right? I mean, the, the, we because we thought we had what two years. This is year three. Well, you know, Tom had a good run. He's in Tampa. Bill had a good run. He doesn't have Tom anymore. The, the Bills have Josh Allen. And they do all these things well. I, I'm with you. There will be some come-to-Jesus conversations in Orchard Park if they lose. And not to mention, Jovan, you know, we have this conversation about another team that's not in the postseason who we're not talking about, the Cleveland Browns. What's different between Cleveland and Buffalo? Well, Buffalo's roster is nearly identical, except they have a better quarterback. So we harp on Cleveland for not being able to make it to the postseason. This Buffalo team is better. Number one defense, top five quarterback, top five arsenal in the passing attack not just Diggs, but Dawson Knox Colt Beasley Gabriel Davis Emmanuel Sanders so I mean if we're going to put criticism on the Browns the, the Bills are in the same spot and they have the star quarterback but th think about it this way if the Bills were to lose or win the Miami Dolphins have requested to interview both their offensive coordinator 
and their defensive coordinator. So thinking ahead, I mean, you got a game on Saturday and, and you got an OC that's flying out on Sunday to go interview for the Miami Dolphin job. That's a conflict of interest, in my opinion. And the fact that you have a big game on Saturday and you're already thinking about what the future holds the day after. That, that, to me, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You know, because the players in that locker room, they see all the speculation. In all of, fairness, isn't Jared May doing the same thing now? Absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, that is just creating, you know, a little bit of, of distraction for the guys in that locker room. Because you're thinking, like, how are you going to call a game, but the next day you're going to go interview for another job? Like, you know, let us get the season over with and, and then maybe, you know, start your, your quest for a future head coaching job. But, you know, there, there's just a lot of things that have to go right for Buffalo, and they have a lot to lose. If they were to lose this game, they there's going to be trouble and mayhem. You know... <laughs> This is this is just funny. I think we're going to know really early on how into this game Buffalo is. Uh, you mentioned Leslie Frazier. You mentioned Brian Dable. Both of them could likely be head coaches in different spots next year. I think Frazier's a decent tie to Houston after they interviewed him last year. Dable could basically go anywhere that needs an offensive coordinator and an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, you're on the line here. You're on the clock. You talk about Super Bowl windows, and they're only about three years long. Well, you're in about year two or year three, uh, so so pick it up. All right, we've come near the end of the show. It's it's that time we're making our picks. Um, guys, we're going to start with Pittsburgh and Kansas City because I want to save the best, I think, the best for last. Everything aside, joking aside, worst playoff matchup in wildcard history aside, who do you like and why? Is there any chance Pittsburgh wins this game? Again, I'll go back to there being a chance. As long as they tee it up, there, there's a chance. Um, something weird's got to happen. You know, they got to get a defensive touchdown, got to get a special teams touchdown, probably got to be plus three in the turnover. Um, you know, a lot of – but I, I, in reality, that that's not out of the realm. That's kind of the usual recipe to win. You know, Joe Bowen, we talked about the hidden yards. I mean, there's, there's certain things that just fall into – in the line that you gotta you gotta take care of. Um, as long as they tee up, they have a chance. I'm not certain that I'd I'd gamble your money on them though, Isaac. I just I don't. You wouldn't have much to gamble on. I'm just saying, like there's so Andy Reid is going to make that interior linebacking situation a laughingstock. I yeah. have a bad feeling. Yeah, Jovan, what do you, what say you there? Chance, I believe there's always a chance. I believe that there's a chance, and as to Joe's point, I think something weird has to happen. I, I do agree with that 100%. I think, you know, maybe a block punt for a touchdown, you know, interception for a touchdown. Something has to turn the tide to get the momentum on their side, and it has to stay there for longer than just one play. Um, they can win, but if I'm betting my house on it, I'm not picking the Steelers in this game. I'm going to always choose the Chiefs because of the explosive, high-powered offense that they produce. And their defense is playing a lot better than they were earlier in their season, so they're trending right where they want to be heading into the playoffs. Before I make my, uh, my my prediction, I would make a prop bet in this game. I think Juju, if he plays, and, and I know this is going to be an all-time terrible take after Sunday night, I think he'll get a touchdown. I'm not even kidding you. I think Kansas City's defense is going to be so concerned, regardless of whether he plays or not, they want to stop the run, right? Stop Najee Harris. Ben probably can't beat you on his own, and he won't beat you on his own. I think Pittsburgh has a better chance to win with more people in their arsenal in the lineup. 
And I think it's close. I, I do. You know, playoff games, regardless of how lopsided they are, are never blowouts or rarely blowouts. And I think Pittsburgh keeps this close. But I like Kansas City, too. I mean, you just can't go against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid at home. And, oh, by the way, three weeks ago when they played, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill combined for two catches and 19 yards, and Kansas City won 36-10. to 10. And when you so, say combined, that was Tyree Kill's stat. Line. Exactly, because <laughs> Travis Kelsey had COVID. So, yeah, let's, let's, not, let's, not put the, uh, let's not stoke the fire more than we have to. I think Kansas City wins, and we're all in agreement. All right, Buffalo, New England, guys. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I went from Buffalo minus ten to Buffalo minus seven to Buffalo minus three. Now I'm not sure. Let's go. Let's go to Jovan first. <laughs> Who do you like? <laughs> oh man, this is always one of those games where you you just hate having to choose a team. Yeah. You know, it's it could go either way. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Whoever possesses the ball last kind of deal. Um, it's going to rely heavily on the special teams units. You know, the ability to, to punt the ball, the ability to kick field goals in, in cold weather and, you know, just be able to move the ball, you know, 20 yards to get a punt off, you know, just to flip the field position. It's going to be a defensive struggle. Um, and I just think that if it, if it comes down to, you know, who, ha- who has the ball last, I'm going to choose Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills because, you know, he's been more experienced. Uh, he's won close games. He's lost close games. He knows what to expect. And uh, he played college ball in these elements. So, you know, if somebody could get up for a game like this in the cold weather, I think it'd be Josh Allen over Mac Jones. So I'm going with the quarterback. Yeah, they got a better quarterback. They do. I mean, that's it's pretty pretty cut and dry. Mac Jones someday may be that guy. He's just not that dude yet. Again, the time that they won, he threw it three times, right? So, again, that he's Allen's a better quarterback. Uh, the only problem that I have with Josh Allen, and I like Josh Allen, and he's a lot like Lamar Jackson – I enjoy watching Lamar Jackson, but you know they're they're good to not so good is is pretty vast. Um, that's the problem. You know, he would would he throw four picks with the last time? I mean, got to take care of the football. I mean, you cannot you cannot play behind the the proverbial eight ball in in the postseason because you're literally one play away from your season being over. Um, that being said, I am still going to ride with the Bills. Uh, I think they're they're better. Uh, I think their defense is as good, if not better. Um, and I, again, I don't, the, the difference will be, and we, we've already talked about this. Mac Jones will not be the reason the Patriots lose because Belichick will not allow that to happen. But Josh Allen could be the reason yes. that Buffalo loses. He, here's where I go with this game. You know, Buffalo has a lot of ways to lose games, but they also have a lot of ways to win games. And, and when I look at how I pick games, I think to myself, can you win a game multiple ways? The answer for New England is no. They're going to win it one way. They're going to run the ball a million times, and they're going to hope for turnovers. New England has not lost this season when they've won the turnover battle. They've won once when they've lost it. Buffalo, albeit as shaky as they are, if Josh Allen can't throw the ball, I think there's a newfound trust in Devin Singletary to run it. And I think that they believe, Buffalo, that in the cold weather and frigid conditions, they can run the ball and win. Also, defensively, You've got the number one defense in the league. Use it. Punt the football, Sean McDermott. Don't feel like you have to go for it every single fourth down and three from your own 41-yard line. As long as Matt Hack can get off a decent punt, that defense, I think, will be a key. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I've said this from the beginning of the week. I think it's going to be close. I'm at Buffalo minus three right now, and I'm going to stick with it. Bills win at 19-16, but please, if you're the Bills... 
over-aggressiveness is going to kill you in this game. I don't think they win if they try to be overzealous. Um, First down defense. Yeah. First down defense. Yeah. Get it behind the sticks, then I think they win handily. If they're playing second second short, second medium, it's going to be a long day in uh, Bill's land. And the defensive guys just got to be ready to tackle. You know, tackle the running backs, take good angles, fit where you're supposed to be, play sound defense for Buffalo, and I think they win too, uh, without a doubt. The motto of the weekend for the Bills fans is, if not now, when? The motto for the Steelers fans is, if not now, no surprise. Uh, we'll see exactly how they play out on Saturday and Sunday. That's does it here for the Critical Eye Podcast. Another great show. We hope we hope you enjoy your football wildcard weekend. Three games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday, including the Bills and Steelers on Saturday and Sunday. From all of us at the Critical Eye Podcast, we will see you on Monday as we wrap up wildcard weekend. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend. Make sure that your EKG monitor isn't going off the charts. See you all next week.